I want to see them win because I do like them too, but because yeah. the, the books look good like the books look really really good you know i was going through i think i'm gonna have at least nine on my pool list. oh definitely yeah same i saw tim drake was in a book um and like leading robin's book see <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more on tim later but i i think that i'm definitely gonna pick up that We are live. Yes, yes, Hello. yes. What's up? Welcome back to another relaunch. Pew, 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 pew. I'm gonna make a different sound <laughs> like every that. time. I like that. <laughs> How are you doing, Keenan? I'm feeling good. You know, I went to the gym for the first time in like five days, which was very nice. I went on a little trip to Denver, oh, Colorado fine. last weekend. Um, yeah, sure. Let's say that <laughs> <laughs> it was an experience. And I'll yeah. just leave it at that. But um, yeah, I didn't go to the gym while I was there. So went back this morning. I just feel good, you know? And it was That's it nice. was like a really good week. How about you? How are you? Pretty good. You know, it still feels like I'm on a completely different planet <laughs> on the West Coast because <laughs> the, the gyms are not open here. And I really oh, would yeah. like, you know, a nice workout going. But, you know, I'm starting to buy stuff so I can have like yeah. an at-home gym. I situation. tried that whole at-home workout thing. It was not for me you know yeah. it was just like i'm working out next to my kitchen like I'm getting <laughs> out. so it's like i'm just stopping i'm watching tv i was like this just doesn't do it for me shout out to the people who like are thriving with it because i really do wish i could i'm gonna have to learn because <laughs> i gotta do something <laughs> okay. okay this this week um was a very eventful week it was. For me, I've had a great week with the comics this week. Uh, you know, a lot of my faves <laughs> were popping all up. Um, and this week up first, I want to talk about Captain Marvel 22. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Captain Marvel 22. So um, I already know that you aren't reading it. <laughs> that is true. I already know. So I'll, I'll try to keep the spoilers light. Um but this is uh, written by Kelly Thompson with art by Lee Garbay. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Apologies if I'm wrong. And colors by Tamara Bonvillain. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah. Uh, this is a new, a fresh start. And in, in my opinion, actually a really good jumping on point for anyone interested in, in starting Captain Marvel. It's, okay. post, it's post Empire. So that whole thing is, is over. Um, you know, if, if anyone had the tie-ins there. I actually really liked her tie-ins to Empire. I didn't um, read anything Empire. I just couldn't get into the concept of it. The characters who it was supposed to be focusing on aren't really my jam. You know, you know they just... bamboozled me. I thought that they were going to be a lot more Fantastic Four in it than it actually yeah. was, and they, and they weren't really. They weren't really there. Uh, but the tie-ins for all of that were really good, and the especially the Captain Marvel. Italians, you learn more about her Cree side. Okay. Um, you find about her her half Cree sister who was kind of cloned from from her mother. Excuse me. Oh, I so, think I saw uh, like an article about that or something. Yeah, and like she ends up becoming the new uh, accuser, the Cree accuser. Oh. Um. So this kind of picks up after that, and it starts with 
a, a quote-unquote date, <laughs> or as, as Captain Marvel has, tries to call it, a date between um, her and War Machine. Oh, uh, I like that that's still going on. Yeah, so, and, you know, with me in relationships in comics, <laughs> <laughs> I am one that prefers to have them actually, like, you know, carry show some the weight and, like, show their relationship. Yeah. And although I may not be the biggest fan of Carol and Rhodey together, I appreciate that whenever they are shown together, it's not just, all right, they're together. Do you see them actually... They're going uh, through dating, a lot of they're stuff. dating each other. They like go through stuff. Yeah, it's an actual kind of relationship, and they have you know conversations and everything. He calls her out a lot, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's a it's a an actual relationship in my opinion. So I appreciate that that it has that kind of going for it. And this book opens with them kind of going on a quote unquote date. With actually, it's a mission. Um, <laughs> and you know, War Machine's like, is this really a date? <laughs> I was about Carol's to say, of like, course, Carol would see that as a date. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they quickly end up being like attacked by this thing and Spider-Woman is there. So is Hazmat, yes. who is uh, yes. from Avengers Academy. She's kind of been Carol's like kind of sidekick kind of character in this book. Oh, really? Okay. Shout out to yeah. Hazmat. She's great. She's really cool. Um, so they kind of all end up getting like attacked by this thing and Carol wakes up and she is teleported. Well, we kind of know, the reader kind of knows that she's teleported into the future. Now we know it's the future because when she wakes up, she is attacked by Jerry Drew, which is Spider-Woman's oh, um, her son. son. Yeah, uh. but much older. And if you've been following the Captain Marvel series, you will actually also know that this is the future because this is the same timeline that takes place in Captain Marvel The End, which shows okay. how Carol dies. Um, and it is a future story that's in uh, 2051. And this okay. uh, book takes place in 2052. Um, so people they are like wait a minute <laughs> you know <laughs> we just saw you we, <laughs> right we just saw you die so <laughs> how are you back here so they're kind of thrown off and uh she's thrown off she has no idea where she is and you start to meet the kind of kids of a lot of our heroes uh, i saw some of the like concept art of that circulating around twitter yeah you meet um this one character who is the daughter of Conan and Forge. Which yeah, that's the one I kept pre- seeing. It's pretty cool. She has the same kind of psychic abilities as, uh, you know, Psylocke. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> the people are liking, you know, they like Conan. They like her. I I thought that, you know, she is an awesome character. I'm glad that she's kind of getting her own mythos yeah. i guess you can kind of say her own kind of background uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i see that's the biggest fan <laughs> but anywho you get more of these like kind of uh offspring characters i guess you can kind mm-hmm. of call them i always enjoy the like kind of future kids yeah um storylines they're, they're just fun you, i like yeah. the uh, mixes and matches that come up yeah of course um emma frost is still there because according to her you can't kill fabulous (laughs) that sounds about right kelly writes a good emma 
she does her emma is really is really cool in this too she um she can't go back out of her diamond form and we don't really know why what's up with that so i think that might be something that we learn later and they end up being attacked by all of these limbo demons yes so (laughs) of course you know limbo (laughs) that's got to be no one with magic right? right so um of course, they're trying to figure out what's going on, and the the book kind of ends on a really awesome cliffhanger. I won't spoil the ending there because I want you guys to go and pick it up. But mm-hmm. uh, this was a really, really awesome issue, Captain Marvel. I think this has been the best Captain Marvel has been written since Kelly Sue left. Oh, okay. In my opinion, Kelly Thompson really has a a really, <clears throat> excuse me, a really great like handle on Carol. And mm-hmm. I feel like to know a character well, you have to also know their flaws. And you can yeah. tell that Kelly Thompson knows the problems with Carol and how to write Carol in a way that kind of highlights those for the story's sake. So you see Carol kind of grow as a character. Okay. And I think that's awesome. Um. So I guess you know, as a Carol fan, you yeah, know, being the Carol fan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you feel is kind of Carol's mission statement in this book? Like, what does she stand for? Like, because I know that's been a big problem with her in a lot of the previous runs. It's kind of like she's just, I guess, fighting villain of the week or what she does and how she's defined isn't really clear. I remember there was one run where she was basically like the protector of Earth from cosmic threats and it's like is that still happening does she have something else i know at one time they wanted her to be like the premier superhero is that what she's back at again uh to be honest i would say the the premise for the book in my opinion is just getting to know carol i feel like there hasn't been a lot of of carol focused Captain Marvel series, there have been a lot of those, kind of like what you said, where they are, okay, well, what is she? We're going to make her this thing. And when you set her up that way, you end up having her just being that thing and never really growing and going anywhere. Um, And then, in my opinion, it ends up just kind of falling flat. So, yeah, at one point she was, all right, we're going to make her the captain of Alpha Flight. So she is the first one in the... In, in the in the line of defense for space things that are coming to Earth. But then you didn't really get to see much of like Carol and like what it means for her to be Captain Marvel. Okay. In my opinion, I feel like this, this series has really peeled back the layers and it's really just about Carol and what she wants to define as Captain Marvel. What it means for her to have uh, these powers and being a hero. Okay. That actually sounds kind of interesting. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I the the actions there. You know, if you like someone who can kick ass and and is invulnerable and has energy blasts and all that kind of stuff, the actions there, and uh, the it has some great comedic points. It's drawn very well. The colors are fantastic. Uh, she is really killing it with this book. So I definitely yeah. recommend it. Get yeah. into it. I don't want to spoil who the the main villain is because they are hyping that up there, but it's really, really interesting to see who um, Namor and Blank 
have a kid with. Oh, a mystery. Yeah, yeah it's it. really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain Marvel 22. That's Captain Marvel 22. So the next book is Immortal Hulk 38. Now, I will uh, admit, I still have not started Immortal Hulk. I know, I know, I know. I hear I know. such great things about it. You keep telling me to, to get on it, but I still haven't gotten Look, around to it yet. Again, you know, I said it the last time I talked about this book. Um, I've never been a Hulk fan. After this run is over, I will probably never be a Hulk fan again. I think this book just does a really, really great job of giving you a different version of it. I, I, for me, I kind of feel like the Hulk has always kind of been, you know, the big brute dumb guy that gets played up a lot. And I just, that doesn't really do it for me too much. And so this one, it takes a lot of the trauma. I don't know if a lot of people know Bruce Banner's history, but like his father was abusive to him. And so a lot of this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so a lot of this run kind of deals with the trauma he suffered as a kid, like the abuse of his dad and like his alcoholism and all of these other things and how it's basically affected him in this Hulk state. Um, and there's like a lot of psychology to it, a lot of horror elements to it. And so the villain of this current story arc is basically talking about how he uses the green door. The green door is what the Hulks have been using to come back to life. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Um, again, if you read more into the book, you'll get a little bit more into that. I don't want to go too deep into it because I know about three people who are actively reading it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who finally got a chance to getting around to it. Okay, and so yeah. I don't want to spoil it for them. But um, the villain basically uses that um and so this issue kind of explains all of that stuff and again just gets back into bruce's trauma and his dad and like how it all comes back together and the villain's really smart about it and it's, it's just a really good book it's really well written you know of course i'm an al ewing fan um joe bennett's pencils are great again it has like this kind of horror body horror stuff going on you know it's hulk he's big he's nothing he fights a lot of other monstrous creatures and it's it's great it's just a really great book and you have people who are like kind of searching for him because the hulk is on the run because he is doing all of these kind of horrible things but it's different from those usual ones where it's easy to find him because he's leaving a path of destruction it's like you have to be a little bit more meticulous because this hulk is a little bit smarter and he's a little bit more cunning i guess is the word i'd say Okay. And how he does things. So it's like, it's throwing a lot of people off. So they're like seeing this guy and they're like, okay, we're used to you being like smash, Hulk smash all the time. And right now you're like, you're thinking like Bruce Banner and creating plans, but you're still the Hulk. It's not like Professor Hulk, how we got in the Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. That sounds so, really, really interesting. It's, it's, a re it's a really good book, you know, and I, I especially, you know, okay, for me, it hits all the right buttons. It's got a little street to it. It's got some horror elements. Um, it's, and it's just, I love a good deep dive into a character and like their mindset, yeah. you know, I know where they are and like why they do what they do, their motivations. I love stuff like that. And that's really what this book is about. It's kind of getting into Bruce Banner's head, like kind of how you say Captain Marvel does with Carol. It's like, who is Carol? What is she yeah. doing? Like, why is she doing all that? That's kind of like what this is doing for Bruce to me. It's like, okay, who is Bruce Banner? outside of the Hulk. Who is the Hulk outside of Bruce Banner? How do these two come together? What do they need to do? So it's really great. Okay, I'm going to have to finally get up on that because all I've ever heard are great things about that book. Please do. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, up next, we are going to go ahead and jump into X of Swords. 
Starting with Hellions number five. Now, did you read this? I did. Okay, same. And (laughs) wow. (laughs) Wow. I never thought that the book that stars Havoc (laughs) would be the book. You know, I you know I love a good D-list random roster popping up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, do what needs to be done. Um, so for me, like when I originally saw the roster, I was like, okay, these aren't the D-list characters I want. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, honestly, I'll take it because I do like Nanny and I really love Empath. So and mm. like Empath was the star of this issue. Like he yep, is fantastic. Definitely. I feel like what Empath was in this book is kind of um, what a lot of people feel like Quentin Quire is. Uh, ah, okay. Then, I see what you mean. And um, but but he doesn't come off that way. To me, Quentin Quire doesn't come off that way. He just comes off a little bit more petulant. Um, and Ooh-ooh. Empath was <laughs> Empath was like funny. <laughs> 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 well, maybe maybe it's because Empath is older. Yeah, you know? it's just like, I, like kind I, of an annoying kid. And I've I've loved Empath since like again. Everybody knows I'm a New Mutant stan. Like that group. That's those, right. That those are my kids. So the Hellions, that original group, is really cool to me too. Um, and you know, Empath has just always been like a shithead. You know, it's just the one consistent of his character. He is a bastard, and he has so much fun with it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think like, and I just think that's like the greatest thing ever. He's just the best. He's like, I truly don't care. And but again, like you know, they've kind of given that data page about how mutant powers can affect, you know, your mental state. And so like, is empath's ability to manipulate people's emotions really what makes him that way? So I'm like super interested to get to that, and I loved it. Yeah, that was really dope. I am really. I'm not the biggest New Mutants fan, although I am, I do like Magic. Obviously, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of her. And um, side note, you know, Captain Marvel spent some time with the New Mutants a lot, actually, while she was binary. Uh, she yeah. was there and fought uh, Magus with them. She also was there and helped Ileana get her soul sword back mm, from you Limbo. Know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say Carol's an honorary, like, ex adjacent person she's she's down with the mutants i'll never take that away from her she she has been down for a very long time she's been around a lot of people we always talk about you know the outback issue the girls night out with like storm rogue dazzler and betsy and you know people don't really realize that speak on it (laughs) rogue was not actually in that issue i mean she was in the issue but she's not the one who was on that girls night out okay exactly it was very much the Carol Danvers persona living in Rogue. Um, uh huh. And everyone so, liked Carol more than they liked Rogue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like you know, I get it. Like Carol's been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta give my girl some credit. <laughs> but uh, I thought this book was really, really like really good. I I am in love with Sinister. I yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and admit this book actually made me like audibly laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, a, couple a couple of times, times. <laughs> a couple of times very much yeah. so um were you liking because you know you're the exodus fan but the sinister exodus uh, little feud that's going on love it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love it 
absolutely love it because I get it. I would also be like Exodus, like, <laughs> sit the fuck sit down. down. It's like, no Please. one knows you to stand up. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Or you I'm know really what? How about it? You want to go and do this thing? Go with him. How about yes. you go with him? It's, uh, he set that up really yeah. nice. I'm loving that. Um, I've you know, been he, appreciating all the Exodus time I've been getting. He's uh, been getting a lot. He's been getting a couple of moments. He's yeah. coming. His moment yeah. is coming. <laughs> I feel it. It's coming. Um, yeah, I, how do you feel about like Scalp Hunter or um, Havoc and the rest of the team? In the um, and, and kind of that conversation they had about the resurrection. I feel like that is kind I of a topic it. of like, you know, is it, are they really being re resurrected or is this just, you know, a clone? No, I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved it, especially for the simple fact that it is having that conversation that so many other like fans have brought up, you know, are these the real people? You know, they say that it's the soul and everything, but is it really? And I love that it's doing that because we've had so many people complaining, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, just about this era in general. And I get it to a certain extent. I feel like a lot of people are used to not even just in Marvel DC as well. When we get a new status quo shift in a year, it's different again. You know, everything's all different until it's not again. And yeah. I think that's how people are kind of approaching this era. They're looking at it as like, okay, yeah, it was the Hickman era. It's only going to last for like a year. And then we're going to get back to where we were. And so they have all these questions that haven't been answered yet. And so they're getting upset and they're not really realizing like, this is going to last a little while, like at yeah. least three years. And then we had a pandemic, which put us on halt. So it's like, okay, we got to go even longer now. So it's like the answers are coming. The questions that people are asking are, we're going to address them. You're going to see the characters talk about them themselves. Um, and so I was glad to have that moment. So hopefully a couple of people kind of quiet down. Yeah. And people can kind of see that the kind of like what you said, that those questions are going to be answered. You just have to wait. let them come up within the story and, and wait, <laughs> you know, wait and see, it's, wait and see. It's the famous quote. Yeah. It's not all going to be over within a year. I don't want it to be. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I needed at least five. Yeah, I've been enjoying all of this, so I'll keep going. Right. Actually, no. I need 10, at least 10 years. I want like a Claremont original run level of writing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would that would be insane to like, <laughs> to, like <laughs> to actually like witness that kind of like, like longevity and that kind of like long storytelling. I, I need it. That'd be insane. Um, okay, so next up in the X of Swords uh, would be New Mutants number 13. Now, did you read this? I did also read this. Same. And again. Great, great issue. Great, great issue. This is actually the, uh, I think this is the last issue. This is written by uh, Ed Bryson with art by uh, Rod Reese. And yeah. uh, I think this is Ed Bryson's last issue. Because Vita's coming on as the writer for the next one, isn't I, I believe so, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, and you know, honestly, I'm kind of sad that he's leaving because this has probably been my favorite issue that he's written so far in this book. Yeah, um, I mean, way to, what a way to go out, <laughs> you know, because this, <laughs> this was great. You know, despite loving the New Mutants, I haven't honestly been the biggest fan of this book outside of like those first six Hickman issues. Yeah. Um, the stuff when it came to like armor and glob, I wasn't really feeling that much. Um, it was fine, but I just didn't think it was anything spectacular. So coming 
back to the New Mutants book with this issue, it's just like, oh, wow, this was great. Maybe it was because he just focused on like so few characters this go around. Um, he really got to get to the heart of it. But it was great. I loved seeing Magic and Doug kind of talk about, you know, like why she's pushing him so hard. And again, it's like, this is, I think this was a good time for Magic because I feel like a lot of her past appearances, it's just been to be like the badass Magic girl. Yeah, like she's just been, been the badass. Yeah, there hasn't been too much depth to the character. And I feel like this issue was really good at showing that, oh, there's still a personality down there. Like, yes, she is this badass magic sorceress, whatever. But, like, she genuinely does care about Doug. And, like, yes. she's showing that in the best way that she knows how, which is, like, fighting him and, like, being an asshole. But, again, like, she even tells him, she's like, you're probably going to die out there. When the fighting starts, just stay close to me. And so yeah. I thought that was a great moment for her. And I loved that the that she walked away telling him, you know, not only the truth, which was harsh, yeah. that, yeah, you're probably going to die, but <laughs> stay close to me because I'm going to try to do whatever I can to protect you. Yeah, and I thought that was a good moment for them. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a Doug fan. I love Doug. You know, I wasn't always a Doug fan. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people who used to crack jokes on him, you know. I think we all were, you know. I back think in it, the day, because, like, what can you do? It's just that thing. <laughs> I think it's just that thing you kind of, I mean, his power is language. I think everyone looks at it and they're just kind of like, oh, that's silly. Um, but when you go back and you read a lot of stories with Doug, it's like he's kind of like the heart of the team. Yeah, for sure. He, he He's there. <laughs> he, he's like he's like a really great character, just personality-wise. And he had a lot of story. And um, he's dope. And I, I, I loved, even though he technically has fought before. I remember during the Necrotia story arc, there was that whole episode where he started reading body language and all of a sudden he was like this Kung Fu killer and he almost killed Magma and it was like a whole thing. And I'm glad they kind of didn't go that route for this story yeah. Yeah. to make it be like, no, like that was obviously like possession. Yes, can he do it? Because again, we even got a little bit of the body language stuff in here, but Doug is not a fighter. And exactly. like, that is the root of his character. It's just like, but it's like, he will fight to protect everybody else. And it's just like, you gotta love that kid. You gotta, you do gotta love that. He, <laughs> he, and yes, he could obviously, you know, learn how to fight, but that doesn't yeah. make him a fighter. And I think exactly. that's the core of what this is kind of trying to show. And I was really, really into this yeah. <laughs> a lot. And kind of like what you said, they, they really kind of dive a little bit deeper into magic and less, I'm just a kick-ass girl, you know, yeah. who's here to look cool. Mm -hmm. and kind of show like what she is and how she actually genuinely cares about mutants she, yeah. the one thing about magic is she has always been ride or die for her friends you know yeah. she em she embraces the darkness within her and you know that's just who she is and she's okay with that and mm -hmm. through that she uses that to show her care for her friends yeah most definitely she loves it she embraces yeah. it She's like, I, I also really enjoy the uh, the captain kind of like incognito kind of thing that they're yeah. like talking about. I don't know what like, that means. <laughs> is it going to rain or something like that? Whatever they're talking yeah. about. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. It's like, what's about to happen here? It's like, this is, what I, this is what I came for. Right? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, good issue. How did you feel about, again, the Exodus moment? Uh, oh, loved it again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loved it again because what did he do but not lie? <laughs> at all. At you know, all. he walked in there and said, Listen, kid, you are not a warrior. This is just not what you're doing. He gonna was do, pissed that he do. didn't get one of those swords. Yeah. I feel like 
Exodus was like, now why they got his ass up here trying to trying to fight? And <laughs> and I can do this. <laughs> I am actually like a telekinetic. I could do this. Um, but you know, he has to let him take his sword and go into the fight. And yeah, and we'll we'll see what actually happens. I wonder who he's going to fight in in the Ooh, in the tournament. That is exciting. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, Marvel's been releasing a couple of teasers to let us know who's fighting. You know, we got Betsy versus Iska, which Ooh. is like <laughs> fight of the century right there. I am yeah. ready. Yeah. Wow. Talk about a moment. Um, and then we've got Magic. We know she's fighting Pog. So yeah. um, my girl's going to come out, you know, with a new pair of boots oh, <laughs> and, a new, and a new purse. Sorry it's about like, it, you, know, you got to go. Sorry. You know, Pog fans. Sorry. It's just what, sure it is what it is. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see the rest and like who else they reveal because yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get to these fights because we've got what, well, we'll talk about that after this last issue. Yeah. Uh, so the next issue was uh, cable number five, which was part eight of X of swords. Now, did you mm-hmm. read this? I did read this. Yes. And are you a fan of the series? Um, but <laughs> not, because okay. I, not because I think it's bad. Um, I think Jerry Duggan is like a great writer and he does really good work. I just don't care for cable. Not even kid cable because no, especially not kid cable. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> like, okay. It just doesn't do it for me. Um, I thought this issue was cute. You know, it had a little Summer's Family moment. That was nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel know. like this book is obviously nothing that you are into. Because yeah, it's it, all this, it's all, it's become like the Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's I nice. am loving. For, you know, I'm getting, yeah. this was a fantastic gene. Um, I still hate that fucking skirt, but it is what it the, is. The Marvel Girl costume, the icon, yeah, the best no, one. How no, the the kitchen gloves and that mask. So all though, of the he did, do, he didn't do wrong by those gloves. All right, those gloves should not be that thick. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they those gotta go. That, it just needs a little bit of modernization to it. But like that costume is a classic. I don't know what's wrong with you, Gene fans, and why you don't like it. But like, we need to get it together. It's because it's, it's top three. all it brings back is like her when she was the girl and. We've moved past that. She's she's how do you feel much. About, how do you feel about people calling her Marvel Woman? I don't like that name either. <laughs> <laughs> no, that don't work either. <laughs> it's 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 too like I don't know. For me personally, that name sounds too like kind of corny and very like 1960s legion of superhero character like that is true marvel woman yeah marvel woman and do you Strong have a preferred code name for g uh i no i would rather they just come up with something new that she could like own for herself all right come on she um i don't like i you know i do not like the phoenix force so <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't need her to be called that um I do think she needs a code name, something that she can kind of okay. own. Another relaunch listeners, that is your challenge for the week. Please tweet us your ideal code name for one Miss Jean Grey. Does she have a middle yes, name? Please. Elaine? Jean Elaine Grey? Elizabeth. 
<laughs> send us a code name for gene <laughs> uh but yeah uh, I, so i thought this issue was great i um i like enjoyed the mission that they went on at sword i would like to see kind of like i guess this is going to spin out into that in sword the, book yeah into that book probably um i don't know what those monsters or creatures were that they were kind of fighting so those yeah. would be kind of interesting to see what's that was new there. i wonder yeah. if they're gonna have something to do with the um king and black event oh probably because i, I think be sword is going to tie into that like in its second issue or something oh okay yeah i'm that not might. into venom so i don't really know that but i might say neither am i because <laughs> I only know because yeah. I saw the cover. <laughs> yeah. It's like I would not. I would never. I would never read a Venom book. I would never. It's like when that Carnage book was out and like everyone was raving about. It. I was like, I'm not reading a book about Carnage. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna. Happen. I, don't care. I don't care who's writing it. I don't care how good you say it is. I don't care if it be like the X Men number one record. I'm not reading a book about Carnage. All right? <laughs> it's just a no go. <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah. No. Um, I might check. I might check out this uh, King in Black thing though, just because of Sword. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been reading the data pages for this event? Yeah, of course. I've okay. I've really been enjoying the breakdowns of all the different kingdoms. Yes, that has in been other so worlds. good. I really and how they've been kind of spread out between all the X books. That's been really cool. Yeah, between that and the like um, ones about the actual swords, I think those have been like fantastic. I'm re I'm really interested to also know. I feel like Teeny is doing all of the other world data pages. Um, oh, okay, cool. Personally, I don't I don't know if that's like a fact. I just feel like it. Um, and I wonder if the writers are doing the actual ones for the swords or if they're all kind of like collaborating on that one too. Regardless, I love them. If you're not reading the data pages, you should. Oh yeah, those are all really good. And in this book, you find out more about the like specifics of the light of Galador that mm -hmm. Cable has. And uh, in the New Mutants book, you find out a lot more about the soul sword and yeah. I think also about Warlock like as a sword. That's really cool. Yeah. Which I um, thought was great for a magic soul sword too, because I feel like that's always been something that's been a little ill-defined. So I yeah. like that they kind of let you know that like, this is what this sword does, or like these are the powers it gives her and things like that. Exactly. And I, I love that, you know, it says other people can possess it, but it's the strongest when it's with her yeah. uh, and all the magic properties behind it. And same with the light of Galador and how mm -hmm. it can be kind of focused with this energies and everything. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, really and like I said, this book also gives you a pretty badass gene. So check it out. Yeah. It's a good Summers book. If you like the Summers Clan, you should definitely <laughs> check it out. Definitely um, get into it. This was this was the only issue that tied into X of Swords of this book, right? I think so, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to read Cable. I've been enjoying this, so I'm in. I think I'll pick up the issues up that Pixie appears in. Okay. <laughs> okay. He'll get you she's, somehow. She's the draw. She's the draw. He'll get you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was the last book uh, for the week. Oh, awesome. All right, then let's take a little break. All right, let's take a break.
All right, so here we go. We are back for our second segment, news Let's and discussion. So um, a lot of things actually happened this week. I feel like one of the big ones was the Thunderbolts miniseries relaunch announcement, which I completely missed. Yeah, so um, the King and Black event is the next kind of Marvel event that's going to be going on. It's based around Venom, so I'm not really sure if I'm super interested in it, but I am interested in this tie-in. So they're doing a King and Black Thunderbolts miniseries written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Ron uh, Ferreira. And oh, I like Wanda art. Oh, nice. The it features Taskmaster, Rhino, Mister Fear, Bartrak the Leaper, and Star. Now, I am interested in this because of I'm a fan of Taskmaster, and I'm a, actually a fan of Star. So, Star oh, is, is the character from Captain Marvel, correct? Yeah. So, Star is the character who I think should become a big villain for Captain Marvel. She mm. is the current embodiment i guess you can say of the reality or host i should say of the reality stone so she has like reality warping powers and who better to foil someone as powerful as captain marvel than someone who can actually bend reality and she genuinely hates carol (laughs) (laughs) she had a miniseries right she did, which was also written I'm by Kelly Thompson, up, yeah. and it was really good. And actually, <laughs> you would <laughs> like it because it's written from Star's point of view, and Carol is the villain in it. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that right now. I'm it's go five issues. Right it's now. actually really, really good. Uh, I think you would actually really enjoy it. And she, you see her in that in that miniseries. You see her kind of. Uh, learn about her abilities and like what she can and can't do and how much she wants to get back at Carol for what she did to her in the Captain Marvel series, which uh, I think that whole star run and the earlier issues of this run of Captain Marvel are really, really good. Um, So yeah, I'm interested in this Thunderbolts. I like the whole Thunderbolts like premise, you know, the villains kind of Kind of like, I guess, their Suicide Squad. Yeah, they're kind of coming back to kind of earn some kind of redemption or whatever for the government. I always like, I always enjoy little stories like that. You know, Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers, Suicide Squad. I just, seeing the the bad guys be anti-heroes or like do the things that they kind of hate for whatever reason, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it's fun. (laughs) Exactly. What's not to love about a little fun there? So I am interested in checking out this, this mini series. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. I'm a fan of the Thunderbolts. I think a lot of their characters are really good. I love Moonstone, Songbird. Uh, I'm also a fan of Taskmaster. Even though they're not in the book, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to learn about Star later today. So. <laughs> I think you might like Star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to see how that goes. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so Marvel was on like quite the roll with announcements this week. Outside of that Thunderbolts relaunch announcement, we got news that another King in Black tie-in is coming, which is Return of the Valkyries. Oh, okay. Jason Aaron. Yes. I know you like that. I love that. I think everyone who knows me knows that I am a Jane Foster stan. Um, The story of Jane has just honestly been one that like hits really close to home. Uh, My grandmother passed away from breast cancer a few years ago. And so like Jane's kind, Jane's story about, you know, having cancer and like turning into Thor and how like this being Thor was basically killing her because any work that they did to beat the cancer was 
uh, immediately annulled every time she transformed into Thor. And so like you kind of saw her go back and forth with like, should I be doing this? Should I not? Like being the hero, despite the fact that she's going to die, then we also eventually kind of did see her die and she came back. Now she's a Valkyrie, which also fits into her story because of course she's a doctor and it's like in her new Valkyrie book, she was moved to like the morgue section of her hospital and dealing with oh, just wow. being the Valkyrie, yeah, being the Valkyrie now and like seeing these people and when they're about to die and kind of dealing with her own reactions to that and what happened to her. And again, this is also super exciting because she's not alone. She's bringing a couple of Valkyries with her. One of those being the X-Man known as Danny Moonstar. Oh, wow. Valkyrie That's herself. dope. Yeah. yeah. Like, and she still have so, her Valkyrie powers? So, no. Um, <laughs> 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 so there was uh, an event over in the Valkyrie side where a lot of the Valkyries, when they were killed, um, those who still existed like kind of lost their power so like danny lost her powers there's also that valkyrie who showed up in the exiles book who i believe is on earth 616 right now i don't remember oh wow okay like i think she's also in this mini series there is a black valkyrie on the cover and i'm assuming it's her because that's one of the things of the solicit it's that jane isn't the only valkyrie that was out there so she's going to pop up in it and then i believe they're going to bring back brunhild um oh wow okay yeah, so it's going to be all four of them, and it's kind of like, I guess, bringing just the Valkyries in general back. I'm super excited. Again, I love Jane, and I really love Danny. Um, she is one of my favorite ex-women, and I personally really love when she's tied to the Valkyrie stuff. I know a lot of her fans are kind of over it, but it's just one of those things for me. I think it really lends itself to get her out to other places. Like, one of my biggest dreams during Jane Foster's Thor run was that Danny would come in and, like, be her Valkyrie. And so now I'm finally oh, getting really cool. to see them interact. And it's just like, that's oh my awesome. God. Yeah, like, this is what <laughs> this I've been waiting for. You, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, this, is, this book is for me. Um, so I'm just like super pumped about that. I think Jason Aaron, like, he can be a little hit or miss sometimes in some of his stories. But if there's one thing he does well, it's Jane Foster. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I'm ready to see that. I'm ready to see how he does Danny. I'm just ready to get this book. It sounds great. It's awesome that they're bringing him back too you know, yeah. specifically to kind of work with, with Jane in that book and the Valkyrie and the Valkyries and the whole like Thor as guardian mythos there. That's pretty cool to bring him back. I feel like he's never going to let her go. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, you know, honestly, I'm not mad at it. There are some creators, they just write characters really well. And so it's like, Hey, yeah. if you just want to write that person forever. Like, or like any chance you get, go for it. Yeah. Hey, if you, if you got, if you got a, like a handle on the character, keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, all right. So outside of, you know, Marvel news, we also got quite a bit of DC stuff, some big stuff. Actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the big ones was DC Universe Infinite is coming soon. Yes, finally. Which, <laughs> you wow. know, they they've so DC Universe Infinite is basically their streaming service for comic books. It's DC Universe, the app that's out right now, which has comics and television mm -hmm. and which was such a good movies. idea. Yeah. Great, like, great idea. I have it. I really wish that it could have taken off a little bit more than it did or was more successful because I really thought that concept was great. Like the fact that I could watch DC Universe shows and like read my comics in the same place, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. They I love everything, the co concept and everything there. They just needed to have some better like rollouts and some better user interface things going on there. But I think yeah. that I think that going forward now they're gonna focus it 
strictly on the comics and it's gonna basically be like their answer to marvel unlimited i think it's gonna be an even an even better experience now because they are they're limiting this the gap now instead of one year it's now only six months separation from when you can read like newer books which is really good and makes a lot more sense because it's like, why am I waiting a year? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that, that six month gap is nice. Um, and I I think it's a great idea. I'm going to keep, I have DC Universe now and they are basically asked me if I wanted to just let it roll over. I think I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely going to stick with it. I think this it's needed. You know, we've always kind of needed a place to read DC comics, especially for runs that we haven't gotten a chance to, you know, Marvel has Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. And even myself, you know, I, I feel like I'm decently enough versed in a lot of DC history, but I know that there's still a lot of Silver Age stuff that I haven't read that I would really love a chance to get to go through. And so this is that chance and I'm grateful. Yeah, I agree. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then they also, <laughs> so let me say this really fast before I even get into this next DC announcement. DC does Uh-oh. a really good job at hyping everything they do. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hype the queens. Way, like they are hype queens. All right. And the way they promote <laughs> and like push things out, it gets you super excited. So this next thing that they announced is DC Future State. Yeah. And it's basically a complete revamp of their line where you see a lot of the younger heroes taking over the mantles of their predecessors and we get new versions of some existing heroes. So like a big example of that is Jackson Hyde, currently Aqualad, will be the new Aquaman in this future state. Yes. (laughs) Um, We have a new Batman who people are assuming is Luke Fox. And we have a brand new Wonder Woman who is a young Brazilian girl from the Amazon rainforest, Yara Flora. And she's been like such a standout. I'm ready Um, to stand for her. Yeah, like that design is great. Joelle Jones did a fantastic job. Shout out to her. Definitely. And it it's it, it looks great. Like the books they show, a lot of the things it's like showing different history, uh, not histories, but like different parts of the future in these books. We'll see like the Justice League that has Aquaman's daughter on it. Um, we will see again, like I said, a new Wonder Woman. We're gonna see Superman's son now being Superman. Uh, it's just a lot of really interesting things going. They're bringing on. in. Um... The Green Lantern Joe from Far Sector. Yes, Far Sector. I think, that, I think that's awesome. That's really cool. My only issue with this is I think it's only going to be these two months. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. A, yeah. It's only uh, so, January and February, I think. So it, it feels a lot like. Did you read their Convergence event? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, no, like I did not. I skipped over all that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't do like it. <laughs> the DC Comics groups, like New Fifty Two, pre New Fifty Two, like all these different versions of them, kind of coming together to do whatever, and then we went back to Rebirth. Um. So this feels a lot like Convergence where it's like, okay, we're going to give you these two months of like all these kind of like new and different stories. But by March, we're going to go right back to where we were, which sucks because it's like, again, this is a, the rollout for this was great. The way they announced it, people are hype. I've seen, there was a Jenny uh, Friesen Yara cover of her as yeah. Wonder Woman. Oh, it looks like, so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like, so you're only going to give this to me for two months and then you're going to go back to all of the things that people do not like right now. (laughs) So I feel like, are they, 
is this is is this supposed to be like where things are going to go? So we're going to just basically pull over for two months and go into the future and we will experience all these new characters and everything. And then when we go back to our quote unquote present of where the wherever the current DC line is, we'll start to see like the breadcrumbs of everything leading up to these stories so that we basically eventually get there anyway. Or I honestly or what? don't know if I give them that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and it like truly it's it's really no shade i want dc to be great it has some of my favorite characters on there like aquaman is my favorite superhero um but again like i feel like there's just been a lot of flux at dc it's been a lot of throwing stuff to the wall to see what sticks i truly do feel like if this is successful in a lot of places i think they will bring some of these things over to their main line um Again, the reaction to this new Wonder Woman has been really positive, so I could definitely see them finding a way to bring her over full time. And yeah, definitely. Maybe using a new moniker or something like that. Um, but it just feels like, because there was the rumor about 5G. Did you hear about 5G? Yeah, that was supposed to be like their like generations to- and like they were going to explain like the time yeah. line and everything, right? But that like apparently future state, I guess is like, a more simplified version of that. And okay. so I know 5G was supposed to be like a longer thing. It was supposed to be like the new normal, whereas future oh, okay. now is these two months. So I feel like they're testing that out with this to see okay. if they can get to stick. Um, but again, mm. the thing that comes down to is DC, again, is really good with announcing events. Promo, Heroes in Crisis is a really good example. And that just turned to like, wow what is this um <laughs> doomsday clock which took like seven Ooh, years that to actually was, come out yeah <laughs> you know um they get these things that like sound really great and then you read it and it's just like oh so that's my only fear when it comes to future state again like i like the fact that they're bringing so much new talent in on some of these books yeah that's awesome but it's just where are we going after this it's like stop giving me all these little tidbits of things what are you doing with your universe right now yeah, and I am one that I do like continuity and I love canon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love a I love a long story. The one thing that always bothers me about DC is I don't know where any of that I don't know where any of the shit fits. <laughs> so like, like at all. When this when is any of this happening? <laughs> so like <laughs> when is any of this happening? And if you're gonna give me this future state thing where it's like, all right, cool, this is where things are gonna be in the future. If we're gonna go back to the norm, I expect you to eventually get to that future. Yeah. So hopefully that's kind of what they end up doing. And this isn't just another Conversion. future's end. Didn't they oh, do that yeah. before? Future's <laughs> yeah, future's end. It's like we keep getting these little things and it just doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's yeah. like if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They've got some we'll new see. management over there, so. Yeah, and I, they seem to be kind of consolidating a lot of things there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm hopeful. Hopefully, that kind of streamlines. Hopefully, some, some other processes. We're in a better spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope this is the kind of the the thing that reinvigorates DC because I yeah. I want to see them win because I do like them too. But because yeah. and the books look good, like the books look really really good. You know, I was going through. I think I'm gonna have at least nine. On my pool oh definitely yeah same i saw tim drake was in a book um and like leading robin's book see <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more on tim later but i i think that i'm definitely gonna pick up that uh, i want to see what the nightwing 
book is all about. Um, I also want to know where Starfire is. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and see what's I'm, up there. So they've got some promising things going. Book. You know, I'm oh, going to yeah. pick up the Catwoman book as well. Yes, um, definitely. Swamp Thing. It's, it's just some good stuff in there, man. It's like, yeah, this looks really good. And I feel like it's great for people who would like to get into DC, but obviously don't know anything about it because it is so fresh and new. Like these are all brand new people for the most part. This is a yeah. great jumping on point. For them to not stick with most of this, you know, I need to go to that office. <laughs> I thought they were also like uh, taking Superman and he's off planet now so like yeah i think he's like off in space so like they took away all the they took away the big three and mm -hmm. now you know everyone is they're kind of focusing on all these newer characters and i appreciate this like big push yeah i just want i just want that to continue <laughs> yeah. you wanted to mean something i agree yeah with that. okay all right all right so yeah lots of good excitement exciting announcements this week um let's go ahead and take another little break let's do it all right all right all right we are back for everyone's favorite part of the show yes I the know. relaunch another relaunch okay so i will go first this week and my relaunch character is tim drake wow <laughs> i'm gonna switch <laughs> i'm gonna switch oh, it up wow. this week and i'm going dc and i'm gonna go with timothy drake now uh, okay that's tim a choice <laughs> I could sense the shade. I sense it. <laughs> Listen, Tim is Tim, in my opinion, is a character that can he has a lot that can be given to him and really pushed. So that's why I really picked him for for my relaunch. He is the third Robin. Excuse me, he was the Robin that joined after Jason Todd was killed. Now he is the only Robin that basically wasn't thrown into the position. He asked for mm -hmm. it. Everyone else kind of were like, you know, picked up off the streets and kind of taken in as a ward of Bruce, but he actually asked to be a Robin. Isn't his whole thing because he figured out Bruce was Batman? Exactly. He, he figured out Bruce was Batman um, and, and that Dick Grayson was Robin because he's, he was there when uh, Dick Grayson's parents were killed. He was actually at the, the circus and saw them die. And he, so he recognized the flips that Dick could do were also the same that the Graysons could do. So he figured out that. And he's also really good with like computers and he's really, really smart. Um, so he wanted to become a Robin. So he kind of trained himself presented himself to Batman because he felt like, you know, uh, actually, no, I'll take that back. It was actually to, to Dick Grayson. He was like, you know, I feel like Batman needs a Robin. So he asked uh, Dick to go back to being a Robin. And of course, Dick was like, hell no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not doing that again. And, uh, but he said, you know, I think you should be a Robin. And uh, he felt like Tim could actually rise up and become that. So, 
Batman kind of told him, you know, he could work in the Batcave for a while and basically like had him do being the man in the chair for Batman, but would never take him out on the field because Batman had uh, kind of PTSD <laughs> from Jason and didn't really want to have another Robin with As him. He should. Exactly. Um, so he uh, didn't really let Tim kind of go out for a while and then until Tim kind of proved himself. And after he proved himself, he Batman sent Tim on like a, a martial arts world tour, basically, and made him go and learn everything that he kind of learned. That and actually sounds great. I would love to It was pretty that. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dope. These were back in like detective issues, uh, like 463, I think. Um, and some earlier Batman issues. Uh, so... Yeah, he after he became fully became Robin, you saw him on the Teen Titans and you saw him in Young Justice. If you're a fan of that whole Jeff Johns era of Teen Titans. I was about to say he was a part of one of the greatest eras of Titans, like definitely a top three era. Jeff Johns, (laughs) Titans. Jeff Johns, I'm I'm not even gonna get started on that. Go ahead. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) That era was fair. That era was flawless and he was the robin uh, during that time and you know um after batman died and dick grayson took up the mantle of batman he basically also gave the mantle of robin to damien so uh tim took on the name of red robin and he kind of changed his colors to red and black to kind of symbol from his best friend superboy uh he also dated Stephanie Brown, I know some Iconic. people are <laughs> are fans of spoiler out she there. You know, the they, they had a little fling going on. And yeah, mm. so he then there was the New 52 reboot. So mm, that was not good to him. That was not good to him at all. I I tried to was one of those it. characters who like really got dragged through the mud. He really did. So in that New 52 reboot, they took away Gosh. his entire See you so shady. <laughs> <laughs> See, in in that new fifty two reboot, they they took away his entire connection to Dick Grayson, and didn't even say that he was a part of the accident and seeing the parents die. They also took away the fact that he discovered Batman's identity and just said that he got really really close to figuring it out. <laughs> which <laughs> you know, what <laughs> was like, what, this, what was the right. point <laughs> they were like oh well he's like the person that's ever got like the closest to ever doing it like what that's dumb <laughs> so he doesn't know <laughs> right so he still doesn't know but he got really really close and he they also said that his name tim drake was an alias because like a villain came to his place and uh, tried to take his parents from him and kill his parents, and then they all had to go into witness protection, and oh. they gave him the name Tim. Yeah, it's just ignore it. So wow. that's kind of where wow. I fell off. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's where I fell off the bandwagon with DC was towards the end of New Fifty Two, and then I jumped back in with Rebirth. Um, I'm not reading his current uh, appearances with in Young Justice, which is written by I think Brian Bendis. Yeah, um, also because, am not. Yeah, they. That he took on. I, I know. I think he took on like a new name in that book, though. We gonna ignore that. 
<laughs> no, we're gonna move right on past that. <laughs> and he goes by Robin again. All right. <laughs> Let's completely ignore that because it was not good. Um, so where I would speaking of new names though, my relaunch for him would be I would make him the new Oracle. And I would make it a, you know, the Oracle position in the Bat family is always like mm-hmm. the information broker. Like they're the one yeah. who, they're the, um, they're the man in the mirror. Basically, I'm sorry, not the man in the mirror, <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> they are the, the man in the chair. So they're the ones who they're like calling in and they're on their uh, intercom systems and being like, you know, give me this information. And who better to fill that role than Tim? He is... Yeah all into technology he can handle all that kind of stuff so i think that he would be great um as the new oracle but i would make it a a blend of of what oracle does and robin so he would still be out you know doing missions and everything and okay. he can still go out into the field but he is who they all he's still like the information from. hub exactly he's the information okay. hub and the, and the hacker and the one that can help out with stuff like there i would uh yeah, I would make him the new Oracle and give him. Is, is he using the code name Oracle? Yeah, for sure. Okay. He okay. gives the code name Oracle. I mean, Information Hub, Tim Drake. Tim I Drake. Think, I think yeah. that is where they should kind of place him. And, you know, you can let Barbara Gordon, she can be Batgirl and with the other Batgirls and all that. Yeah. But I think that he would make a great Oracle. All right. I mean, I'm always down for something new for a character. I always give it a try. Yeah, I want him to be able to have a name that he can kind of claim go into and and define. Yeah, and I think Oracle would be great. I think that uh, Babs kind of had a great time with it, and I think she's moved beyond that. Yeah, Um, and I think that he could kind of fill that role. Okay, all righty. Yep. So that's what I'm doing. Tim Drake, Oracle. I love it. I love it. Well, my relaunch for the week kind of got ruined. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so I was originally going to relaunch Aquaman. Um, oh, wow. You know, okay. I, I, I felt like it was time to go, go, go to a big one. Again, the DC Universe Infinite thing got announced, and so I kind of wanted to piggyback off of that with the yeah. DC character. But then the Future State announcement came, and I just feel like wow (laughs) whatever i was thinking is stupid (laughs) because this is like uh, so so, okay so originally in my relaunch um garth was now aquaman Um, oh wow okay yeah uh so he's my favorite in the uh, yeah i must say i know i know you're a fan of garth so i thought yeah (laughs) he's my favorite Uh, aquaman so honestly there were going to be two there was going to be garth and tula garth would be aquaman and tula would be acting as aquawoman both of them would have different mission statements. Garth, obviously, he... So, for those who don't know, Garth is Aquaman's original sidekick, and he's an original member of the Teen Titans. He basically has all the same powers as Arthur, except for he also has a connection to magic. And so, with that, I was going to kind of leave him in Atlantis, you know, do the whole sword, sorcery, magic, get into, like, the deep lore of Atlantis and, like, what the culture is and what they're doing, and then you would have Tula as Aquawoman of like the surface, you know, she's the one doing like a lot of those threats to the sea and like she's on the league because the league needs more women. And obviously Tula is just a character that I think needs more depth. 
you know, a lot of yeah. people come back and they're like, oh, we love Tula. And I'm just like, honestly, Tula is not that great. All right. It's just <laughs> like, you you only love her because you're nostalgic for the Silver Age. Like, she died yeah. in poisonous waters. She's heroic. We understand. What else is there? And even now, when you read a lot of the Tula content that's happened, she's kind of just been in this, like, supporting role. And I feel like making her, putting her more as the, like, ambassador for Atlantis as Aquaman with all these other people, you kind of get like what you were saying with Carol, why is she doing what she's doing? Why is she here? Aside from yeah. just like, oh. Um, and of course, Atlantis was going to be changed. I was kind of going to piggyback off of what Kelly Sue is actually doing in Aquaman right now, where she has Mera kind of trying to dissolve the monarchies. And just, oh, you know, okay. Yeah, just one big thing. Volko will actually be in charge of it because in this run, Aquaman and Mera are just kind of chilling. Like, oh, okay. they, they just have their time off. They're living on Amnesty Bay with their baby because I feel like with Aquaman, that's something that he needs. He and Mera have never gotten that time. Aquaman and Mera have actually never been married in DC continuity. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, they always get really close and something happens and the wedding has to stop or for whatever reason, they just, like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, here we go. Yeah, so um, Arthur and Mary would just kind of be off raising their kid because, again, they deserve that time. So they're actually finally going to get married for the first time in Kelly Sue's current arc. And I just think I'm super excited about it because it's like she even said it. She was like, I have been building to this. You're actually going to get it because that's what happens. The writers, they build to it, but then something always happens where they end up not being together because the throne is calling one of them and they have this duty to the throne, this tradition and blah, blah, blah. And so again, that's one of the reasons that I really enjoy Kelly's run because she's kind of dissolving all of that. She's getting rid of those Arthur takes the throne, Arthur loses the throne stories that have plagued us for so long. And so I wanted to keep that momentum going. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the basic pitch for this Aquaman relaunch and you know Jackson was still going to be a part of it because he was actually going to be Garth's Aqualad down in Atlantis oh, cool. one to give him a little bit more in tune with his culture the Atlantean part of his culture and then also that's just the dynamic that we haven't gotten a lot of that I really like the only time they've ever actually interacted was during Jackson's time as a Teen Titan um Garth is actually the one who let told him like use the Aqualad name and gave him the A for his costume Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so it was like a really nice moment that I would love to kind of... I need to read that. Was that in like... Um, what Titans run was that? That was so... Benjamin Percy actually wrote that run. Oh, dope. Um, I have to get into that. Yeah, I, I think it's a fine run. Uh, Damien's kind of in it, so if Damien's not your guy, then I know I know that term. I like, Dam I like Damien. Oh, okay, yeah, so go for it. I think it's fine. Um, I really only picked it up when Jackson joined the book, and he didn't really do too much in it, so it was kind of like, whatever. Okay. Um... But yeah, so I thought that was a great moment that I would love to get pushed within. But then, you know, again, like this future state thing got announced and it's basically like Jackson is Aquaman and he is like going through this interdimensional nexus that connects distant planets and galaxies through the ocean. And it's just like, what the hell? Okay. Is Aquaman? <laughs> Who wants that? Okay. <laughs> it's just like it's just like I don't care about Garth as Aquaman. I'm like, this is great. Like, I, <laughs> you know. So that was that that was the relaunch that I'm scrapping now, and I got to go back to the drawing board because something superior has been released. And I'm. I mean, honest. you. I mean, it sounds like you were basically again getting what you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I had like I had a really good week for my faves. You know, it's it's like I kind of you know, it's just something about them. Danny, 
Aqualad or oh, Jackson Aquaman now, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. Jane, it's it's just been a good week. It's just yeah, you've been getting it. I've I've had a great Captain Marvel issue this <laughs> week. Exodus is everywhere, telling everybody to shut true. the hell up. That's true. <laughs> I've been loving it. It's been good, you know. I love when my faves thrive. It's just a yeah. really good feeling. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that was my Aquaman scrapped relaunch. Okay, into it. I like the way that you were going with this, and I am a fan of Jackson. I love that they are trying to kind of blend mm-hmm. what they've been doing with Young Justice on the show and and Jackson. Yeah. Because he yeah. obviously was super popular on the TV show, so they kind of want to bring that in. Yeah, which is what I know a lot of people have kind of been struggling with in terms of like his character in the comics. You know, everyone's so used to Jackson in Young Justice and, or um, excuse me, Calderon in Young Justice right. and Jackson in DC Comics. And it's like, they are not the same character at all. No, <laughs> um, no not at all. They do, they do not act the same. They do not like talk the same. Um, they haven't had the same like growing up background. I think comic book Jackson is a little bit more earnest because he's so new to all of this you know he wasn't raised in Atlantis he just kind of figured everything out and then you know he finds out Black Manta is his dad and Black Manta basically is like I don't care about you I don't know you like <laughs> yeah why are you it's yeah. like why are you talking to me and so it's like didn't he come out to him and Black Manta yeah. was like okay so <laughs> yeah like he when he, Black Manta kind of like kidnaps him and makes him go with his mission on this mission to Zebel and through it you know Jackson's trying to bond with him he's like i like math and this and that he's like and i'm gay and black man basically literally says you say that like i'm supposed to care it doesn't mean anything to me i do not know you (laughs) 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 he's he's just like he's just like are you trying to make it okay for yourself he's like that's who you are that's who you are he's like it don't make no difference to me um so it's like he's had to deal with a lot of stuff like that whereas i felt like young justice black man was very much like oh calderon come here like be with me. Be my yeah. evil counterpart. <laughs> yeah. um, but comic book Jackson is still good. It's just a different type of hero. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. So I guess that brings us to the end of yeah. another relaunch. Yeah. I'm, thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, you can find us on twitter um the show is at another relaunch you can also email us at another relaunch at gmail.com you can find me on any social media platforms out there at oncanny lz uh keenan where can they find you you can find me on twitter at keenan lance with an underscore at the end and on instagram at million dollar madman and also do not forget send us your code name for gene gray yeah send us let us know what you guys think good one up all right. All right.